This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of our five-part series on the changing dynamics in the coffee supply chain. Now, David, we are going to cover a very interesting topic today. Tell us what we're talking about. So I think we're going to try and talk about the EU regulations. Now, there's not a lot of information out there, but we're going to give it our best shot. Yeah. So, so folks. The EU, the European Union, is imposing a whole bunch of regulations uh, with regards to imports into the European Union. Um, and I'm going to let I'm going to let you, David, explain. We'll try and figure it out together, <laughs> folks. The reason we want to talk about this is because this is going to have a lot of impact on coffee producers. We suspect. Um, and everybody I tried to talk to about this subject because this wasn't on my radar until David told me about it. And so, of course, I went frantically trying to research this and I asked as many people as I could about this. Um, and most of them said, we don't know. We're waiting to see what's going to happen. So even people who do know about this don't know about this. So, David, tell us what these regulations and what the changes are. So the, the, the law requires these new regulations, this law requires coffee producers to provide verifiable details Mm -hmm. that uh, prove the products were not produced on land deforested after 2020. Mm. Right. And if they're not in compliance, so if EU companies, so companies within EU member states aren't in compliance, they could face violation of penalties up to 4% of their annual turnover. Mm-hmm. So not insignificant there, right? No, Especially when huge. we're talking about coffee, yep. your margin for a, for, a, for a buying company could just be 10%. So 4% of an annual turnover is massive. Um, large firms have 18 months to comply. Mm-hmm. Smaller firms have 24 months to comply. So I'm sure we'll talk a lot about technical feasibility of actually doing this. This is massive. And then this is almost the, I don't, this is almost the part that feels worse to me is that they're going to classify countries into high risk, standard risk, and low risk uh, categories. So the EU is going to say uh, Brazil and Indonesia are high risk countries for deforestation. And there are other countries that are standard risk and there are other countries that are low risk. And it's it's almost this this categorization of the global environment in kind of this oversimplified way that just doesn't feel right. Something about that seems a little bit off, but that's that's the, the gist of what this regulation is trying to achieve. And when I kind of put the word out into different, you know, WhatsApp groups and saying, Guys, how are you? How are you getting ready for this? Is anyone worried about this? The majority of people came back and said, uh, either we didn't even know that this was a thing, or we're waiting to see what happens, or <laughs> when you're done solving this problem, could you tell us what's happening with Brexit? So there's a lot of uncertainty around these kinds of subjects. People are uh, nervous 
uh, about what's going to happen because they don't know if this is like one of those virtue signaling laws. Is anyone actually going to be impacted? I know you had conversations with Inveritas about this subject, right? Um, So it sounds like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for companies that are able to lean into these solutions. What what happens next now? Well, like, what do we know when these laws are coming in? I forgot to look that up. Yeah, so it'll be uh, eighteen months from, I guess, um, a couple months ago. So sometime okay. early twenty twenty four. Okay. These laws. So call it end of Q one twenty twenty four. Okay. So the the laws come in. Uh, coffee producers become aware of this, that any coffee that they're going to send to the European Union is going to be subjected to this kind of uh, scrutiny if they're in Brazil or uh, Indonesia. Why do we think they've targeted these two countries? Uh, we don't know why. they. I guess the the... the... <laughs> The political speak around it would be, well, Brazil historically and Indonesia historically have been uh, the worst offenders in deforestation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the I, I saw a quote, um, it sounds great and, and is very extreme, um, but with this new EU regulation, there will no longer be products on grocery store shelves in the EU or supermarket shelves in the EU that are a result of the burning and um, the destruction of ecosystems and biodiversity in these producing countries. Yeah, that, that seems like a great marketing line. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and all I think about is that there are other emerging markets that will happily take what the EU rejects. I mean, am I saying that is that a ridiculous view to take on that? I don't think so. I think we're seeing, uh, especially in specialty coffee, which is the area that, you know, we focus mm-hmm. on, I spent a lot of my time in, uh, those markets are growing in, in Asia and the Middle East rapidly, right? Rapidly. You have people converting from tea drinkers to coffee drinkers, yeah. and, and that's just a part of these emerging markets. On top of that, you have um, you have internal markets now for coffee. That didn't yeah. exist before. Yeah. Often, I mean, especially in a country like Brazil, yeah, oftentimes it's better to sell your coffee internally than it is to export it, which that's a relatively new thing. Um, it's a pandemic and, era thing. Uh, we had loads of yeah. producers on the podcast that said, look, at just containers are expensive and we can't get them. So we've decided to tell our friends, you go learn how to roast, you go learn how to open a cafe, and we'll start selling you our coffee. And emerging markets have just sprung up in cities. Uh, around like Rwanda's one of them. A lot of that happened in Brazil, yeah. Colombia. The stuff has started to happen there. I mean, if they can keep it local, why wouldn't they? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a great solution, and I think there is the potential here where the EU and you know, I think I think there's going to be ways around this EU regulation that that mm-hmm. allow trade to still occur. But the EU could be playing overplaying their hand a little bit, right? I mean, they're not the largest right. coffee producing or coffee consuming market yeah. in the world, um, and um, other markets are going to be more friendly. And um, and the the supplying countries could essentially price the EU out of purchasing coffee, um, which all you're going to do there is hurt your consuming, uh, you know, your consuming market or your your local mm. consumers in EU member states. Um, they're they're going to be paying way more for coffee 
And it's not because the coffee is a lot better or because the producer is getting a lot more money. It's simply because it costs more to sell coffee to the EU than it does yeah. other places. And it's a hassle. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a hassle, yeah. I mean, when we were looking at a lot of this information and data, they, they were requiring you to verify uh, that the land that you're growing it on hasn't been deforested. You're going to need to produce satellite imaging or, or, or like through some sort of a verifiable um, program that nobody's created yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, coffee, Which coffee is always producers fun. are going to, yeah. Go coffee producers are going to resonate with this perfectly. I mean, right. what could I, go I, wrong? <laughs> I think I think they're 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 constantly explaining this to me, and I'm sure they're explaining this to other people. But yeah, you're you're right. So diving into the technical feasibility of yeah, solving this ahead. challenge quickly, really quickly, right? So you'd have to. The goal is is that in theory, all of these farms all around the world would be geomapped, right? And so <laughs> once you have the coordinates of all these farms and kind of these, they've been geomapped, so they have kind of these uh, coordinates that aren't just this is where the farm is, but this is where the perimeter of the farm is. Mm -hmm. um, you could then, in theory, pass satellites over those locations, which is already happening with satellites all around. Those take pictures, you know, of, of that area. And you could then say, well, there's less green stuff on that farm this year than there was last year. Deforestation has occurred. You can't sell your coffee to the EU anymore, right? And so... It, that is that's sort of in the, now there's a couple problems with that right 12.5 million coffee farmers around the world how do you map that well we probably can't that's going to be difficult google to do. for coffee farms google yeah. maps for coffee farms <laughs> exactly so how do you do that yeah, i mean so let's say that's even possible which maybe maybe that happens maybe that doesn't um then you have this problem with satellite imagery is mm. the is the image clear enough to actually be able to see the difference over a period of time in what's green and not green. And then finally, even if you have both those technology elements sorted out, and that's all feasible, you have this problem of, uh, is it just more greenery was planted because it's more coffee trees? Or is it more forest trees? And does that matter? Right. Does it matter if it's actually, you know, biodiversity ecosystem versus agricultural greenery, right? Mm -hmm. And that probably should matter according to this regulation. So, all this has to be done within the next year um, in order to be in compliance. <laughs> well, and the thing that comes to mind is like you think about logistical things like stumping, right? Yeah. When they're stumping a tree, when they're stumping a, a whole farm or a whole big massive lot, from a satellite that could be seen as deforestation, like that's definitely going to make it look less green. So Absolutely. too is frost. Frost is going yeah. to burn the whole crop. So is that going to be determined? I mean, I'm sure that AI is going to play a massive role in in doing these calculations because you're not going to get humans sitting there analyzing all of these images. No, definitely. I mean, you'd have to have something go on there. Um and some level of discernment, but I mean, it's even more than that. You're right. I mean, I hadn't really thought about that point, but if you uproot, you know, catching more and you plant geisha, yeah. you're going to have less leaves on trees. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just, they just, they just aren't as green. And yeah. so just even between coffee, the coffee crop that you choose, 
that could be an indication to whatever AI is reading these imagery um, if, if you're in compliance or not, which is completely unfair, right? I mean, you look at this and you just think, we've just found more ways to screw coffee farmers. Yeah. Well, let's, before we, yeah, I think there's a lot to beat up on. Okay. The advantages, like the advantages, okay. quote unquote, from the okay, EU would be access I, from what I've read, and maybe you have better information on this, access, better access to sustainable finance, right? Um, so, <laughs> and, and, and they, they, it's not that they're creating necessarily more initiatives or schemes around this. It's that, well, all the great initiatives and schemes exist, and so you'll have better access to the things that already exist. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you're going to have to have a huge amount of money flood in from grants and other things in order to actually do this. Um, and those processes are generally really slow. So I think that's kind of a, a misnomer on that. Um, but you could have better access if you did the geomapping activity. Could you get better access to things like crop insurance? Could you get access to carbon credits? Could you get access to a lower cost of capital generally? Because people know more about what your farm is, how much it produces, those kind of things. Maybe. But again, we're talking two, threes out, and that's a big maybe. <laughs> right? Well, it sounds like it's going to be more like a decade out by the time they sort out this clusterfuck. <laughs> it's just, it just, you look at this and you think the reason they've, they're saying that they're doing this is because they're trying to reduce carbon emissions. Um, and they want to make sure that we're not cutting down forests. We recently had Lena Parker on the podcast, shout out to my twin sister, and she was helping us understand that um, when you plant young trees to replace deforestation, it actually has higher carbon capture than older trees because as a mm. tree is growing, it sucks out so much carbon from the atmosphere so that it can feed its growth. Yeah. So. The reasoning behind what the, why they're doing this doesn't seem to actually be making as much sense as the intentionality behind it. What, what I could see throughout all of it was that there was a lot of virtue signaling going on from a legislative perspective. And yay, go team. I appreciate and applaud that you're taking uh, the energy transition seriously and, and, and climate change seriously and all that kind of stuff seriously. But you're... It doesn't sound like you're very prepared for this because David and I really did so much research to try and understand how this was going to work for producers. And it's here, like we're, we're looking at a year away and nobody really knows how this is going to work for coffee producers, soy producers, sugar producers, like it's all commodities. It's yeah, it's, it's, Soft and it's commodities coming from specific places, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it seems target. It seems very, very targeted, which might be the, might be the goal, but um but yeah, this is a this is going to be a massive problem. And if you can even get beyond some of this, you're still going to have to prove traceability. So for all the coffee producers out there that are aggregating and consolidating lots, and you know that starts at the cherry level, then goes to the parchment level, then goes to the coffee yeah. green level for export. In some way, theoretically, you're going to have to trace all that coffee all the way back to a specific farm. Which, if you're a large estate farmer. That might be a, re a very easy thing to do. Yeah. But if you're working with 500 producers in a cooperative or 500 farmers in a cooperative, it it's going to be a really, really challenging mate. thing to do. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really hard thing to do. 
which sets us up perfectly for the last episode, which is going to be all about technology. So, you know, technology is going to play a huge role in the industry moving forward, especially when we're looking at a lot of the instability and the changing dynamics in the coffee supply chain and technology happens to be your thing. So let's head into the next episode. Uh, Join us for that one, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.